ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Wednesday, January 12th edition, The Drive, now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our phone lines are open. You can join us, courtesy of White Claw at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer, it is made pure. We're going to open up the text line for you as well this hour. We're going to talk about the... MLS Super Draft here in a moment. We've got, of course, Marshall basketball action coming up tomorrow. The men and women both in action. The ladies are on the road. The men will try to defend the friendly confines of the Cam Henderson Center. I mean, there's so much going on today. And, of course, yesterday we really got a nice look at what was happening with the MLS Super Draft. And our intern extraordinaire, who, although, although he's new, He's new to the program. He has been around soccer what, since childhood. I, I don't know. Ryan Sirk is with us. He's interning with us. And, of course, you know Ryan from his days so long ago, the national champion, Thundering Herd men's soccer team. It was just, what, this year when you won that national championship? It, it, well, okay, well, a few months ago. I, we're in 2022 now, but it feels like it was just yesterday. I mean, yeah, it hasn't even been a year, but at the same time, we're no longer defending national champions. Shortest reign ever. It really is. That's one way to put it. That's so unfair. You guys worked that extra hard to, to get to that point, and then it's like, okay, you guys are the champs for three months. Got to go right back at it. Exactly. How grueling was that? We didn't really get a chance to celebrate at all. And then, so after we won, a lot of people went and played summer ball that they had already agreed to and so they didn't get a break at all they went from a full season to summer ball to full season so there was no break and that kind of showed at the end of the season that we were a little burnt out did chris grassy think about okay maybe i should tell these kids not to play summer ball you know how, how to coach you know handle that how's he going to handle that you have any insight on there i unfortunately do not i wasn't one that did play summer ball okay. but before the season this was before so nobody knew we were going to win a national championship is that it's always encouraged because over the summer we might get lazy we might not play and playing summer ball is a way for coach to at least know that we're doing something okay so nobody knew what what do you mean you didn't know you're going to win a national championship of course you knew it's expected right but we we expected to win one this past season too Always expect, always expect. The expectations are high. You know why? Because you guys set the expectations. So uh, Ryan's with us today because, one, he's getting a grade for this. So that's always a beneficial thing in a young man's career. Also, uh, he knows a lot about soccer, being he played the sport, and he followed along the uh, MLS Super Draft was yesterday. Now, unfortunately, he did not get drafted. That's why he's here. He didn't get drafted. There are a lot of rumors flowing around that I was especially last night, but it was not to be, and I, I decided to come back and work for you, Paul. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about that. When we left the air yesterday, we had not yet seen a Marshall player's name called in the Super Draft. And the recap, this is a YouTube-only special, which they need to work on that if they really want to grow the sport, is take that off YouTube, make that a ESPN Plus a minimum event here, something. And so 
The draft continues on, and then Twitter feed blows up. Ryan's texting me. We are making sure that we know what's going on, and two players get drafted. Nathan DeSantos drafted 46th overall to Orlando City. Let's talk about that first. 46th isn't bad whatsoever. No, it's not bad at all, and I expected him to get drafted because we talked a little bit last time out about internationals, and he technically is international to our standards in the United States, but he is from Canada, so he's not an international when it comes to MLS standards because there are Canadian MLS teams, which we will get into because a player is going there, but I don't want to spoil it just yet. So Nate, well-deserved. He won Conference USA Defender of the Year, and it's well-deserved. 46th overall, that's second round, right? It was second round, Second yes. round, okay. And then Vitor Diaz selected 86th overall to Vancouver, going to play for the Whitecaps. Uh, that's third round. Yeah, so it's it's weird in the MLS. People can skip picks. Okay. And if they skip, then that means there will be picks later on. Like if they skipped the previous season, then they get picks way later, which is, it would technically be the fourth round. Okay. But it was the third round because they got like a compensation pick because they skipped the previous year. Okay, so they skipped a pick and they got to and so he's drafted 86th overall to the Vancouver Whitecaps. Now, I know a little bit about Orlando City. I don't know too much about the Vancouver Whitecaps, other than they're probably the archenemy of the uh, Seattle Sounders. Yeah, pretty much. And it, it is cold up there. That's all I really know about Vancouver. It, it would have been – what I think should have happened is Nate go to the Whitecaps and Vitor go to Orlando City because, I mean, Vitor is from Brazil – Orlando is close enough in terms of weather, and then Nate already knows what it's like in Canada. What if Nate's like, I want to be warm, man? Well, that's fair enough. Then why why do you come to Marshall? It's not cold here. Okay, it's too cold for me. It's uh, it's not. Well, you're from Arizona. Yeah, you're you're used to 115 degrees on a chilly day. Yes. What's the hottest has been out there for you? When I was there over the summer, trying to get in shape for this season, it was horrible to run in that and I would have to run early in the morning because in the middle of the day it was I think the hottest it got was 120 something okay and I, I didn't want to look anymore so I just stayed inside all right so yeah here is cold for you yes definitely so that's the good news uh, now these uh these two are drafted doesn't mean they're gonna stick but that means uh, they now have uh, a better opportunity than most to uh, stay with their uh, teams and then the good news is there are a couple of other players that are out there that have been invited to train with MLS teams, and that's just important because you can't overlook maybe the the fines. Teams go out looking for if they didn't get a chance to draft because you only get, what, four picks in a draft? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so you're going to use those on the, the best players that work for you, not to say that Milo Yosef and Pedro Dolabella aren't draft-worthy. It's just... They just didn't get picked up. So now they have an opportunity. Milo's going to uh, try out for Houston, and Atlanta is picking up uh, Pedro for an opportunity there. So you know, what are those opportunities like for players? It's pretty much if we think you are very good, we want to see what you are like in an environment, in a professional environment against other professional players. You were very good in college. You are international, so we didn't feel like we should use a draft pick on you in case 
we don't see a fit for you on our team because of the international roster spots. So this is a good opportunity for them to show that they can hang with anybody. And I personally think this might be a bias because they were my teammates, is that Vitor, especially going 86th, is going to be the steal of the draft because, in my opinion, he's top five in the whole country. Last season, when, well, two seasons ago now, when we won the national championship, the last week of the season, he was a semifinalist for, the, like, the Heisman, it would be. So he ended the season as a top six player in the nation. How does he go from a top six player one season to 86th? That's what I don't really understand. Game in the draft. So the international status hurts your draft stock a little bit because your quality isn't being judged fairly because you're taking players that fit your roster needs a little bit more as far as quotas are concerned, not necessarily your talent. And it sounds like teams are just a little apprehensive. So if you're a talented player but you're international, you go against – and that's the draft, right? That's not necessarily – that's just all roster spots. You can only have so many on a roster. It doesn't matter if you're a free agent or a draft pick. You have to only have a certain amount of internationals. Everything else has got to be considered American players. Yep, and that kind of goes into what Milo and Pedro are going to do because they are fighting for a roster spot, so they would take up one of the seven. However – if the club feels they are good enough to play maybe in the second division, a lot of the teams have affiliates, and they don't have those kind of restrictions. So they can sign them and then loan them out to these teams, and it doesn't count as a international roster spot. Okay, how's that work? The second division now, um, I know MLS. Is this what, MLS 2? What is this? It would be the USL Championship. Okay, USL. Say it one more time for me. USL Championship. USL Championship, okay. Yes. So, and there, there's no promotion or relegation. As If you know soccer in the Premier League, La Liga, all of those things, they have promotion and relegation. So this is strictly a second division, and it's mostly used as a kind of developmental stage for players, especially for the international ones that they believe will get to that spot in the MLS, but they're just not ready right now to take up one of those seven. Okay. And there's no relegation in MLS? No. So, FC Cincinnati is is safe. Yes. <laughs> FC Cincinnati is safe. Unfortunately for Cincinnati, because I think they... I mean, they just came from the USL, but they bought their way into the MLS. Okay. They were awarded a fair franchise. Yes, it's fair. It's they just, got a beautiful stadium. You were there. I was there. It is a very nice stadium, and it is an MLS caliber stadium. They just got to get the MLS caliber team, which will take time. See that they drafted you. You you'd be right there right now. Should have told him, Paul. You're, you're wearing your Bengals gear today, by the way. I appreciate that. That's 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 good intern shipping. I didn't even know, so I'll yeah, take the credit, right, but. right, yeah. I didn't know, Paul. You're a Bengals fan. Not not one bit. Not so ever. Maybe a little bit. Okay. So, are there any other opportunities coming for anyone else or? Yeah, were these the four that we were circling that had the the best shot of going pro, uh, at least through the draft or through MLS? Those were the four for sure. And then a lot of people were thinking about Oliver Semla, the goalkeeper, and he hasn't decided. He still could come back to Marshall if he wanted to, but it's still up in the air for a lot of the other guys. I'm sure right now Coach Grassy is pulling his hair out. Probably. What's left of it. Yes. Pulling it out. He Turn. has the toughest job right now because 
Nobody. These guys don't even know where they're going to end up, so Chris doesn't have any idea what's going to happen. And it's, it's, it's got to be really tough for him. He's coming on the show tomorrow, by the way. I just want to point that out, that you know, already um, Ryan has paid off dividends. He's booked the coach to come on. Yeah, you know the guy. Yeah. In other words, I will try and find a Chris Grassy speech somewhere in my brain to give you okay. tonight. I can't wait to hear this. I mean, you're going to – no one snuck a recorder in and got a copy of that that way. No. Okay, smart. Smart. You don't want that surface on the internet. No, I don't. He can deny anything you say. Uh-huh. That's the exactly. smart thing about it. Okay, so he's coming on the program tomorrow. Uh, we're going to try to hook up uh, later this week with uh, Nathan DeSantos. Uh, we're going to try to uh, maybe uh, get some of these other guys in as uh, their schedules permit because right now, being a draft pick, that means you got to go through the whole process. You know, right now he's got to go through everything that Orlando City wants him to go through. Same thing with Vitor. You know, Vancouver, the Whitecaps, uh, the travel is, I'm sure, fun right now for him. Uh, will he have to quarantine? Uh, have you talked to him enough because of the travel restrictions between Canada and the United States? Uh, so Nathan is here. Okay. Uh, he, so he's going to Orlando City, so he'll be okay. He'll be he'll be fine. Vitor is still in Brazil. Okay. So he might just fly straight from Brazil to Canada, not even stop by it. He might have his stuff here. I don't know. I just texted him and said congratulations. I didn't go into any more detail about travel or anything like that, but that is a good, good question, especially Brazil is a very COVID hotspot going to Canada. They'll figure it out. He's a good enough player. They'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, we got swimming to talk about as well. We've got a lot going on, basketball, football, everything that we could possibly uh, fit into this hour we will do. So we will get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We've got a text line for you as well. You can join us. You can do that anytime before or after the show. We'll get to them, 304-523-2275. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Paul Swan, your host for the Wednesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 got a lot to get into this hour we're still going to take your text 304-523-2275 that is 304-523-2275 our white wall phone line is open as well at 877-420-TALK 877-420-8255 Paul Swan your host Ryan Sirk our producer this afternoon swimming and diving good news and some bad news here this is sort of a it's a catch twenty two. We're gonna talk about swimming diving. There's some good news here, but then I gotta tell you what the what the score is at the meet. The good news is uh, Paige Banton, named Conference USA Swimmer of the Week. Paige won the two hundred be- the breaststroke in a duel at Ohio at the time of uh two twenty one point eleven, finished second in the one hundred breaststroke at uh, one oh five forty six and third in the individual medley at two eleven forty eight. Now, there is a meet going on right now at 13th-ranked Kentucky. That's where Ryan comes in with the bad news. I get to give the good news. You get the bad news. Yeah, I didn't realize you were going to make me the bearer of bad news. Well, but get, get your job is to make the host look good. That's yeah. They didn't tell you that? They did not, and I guess I'll take it. But okay, yeah, make the host look good. So Marshall comes in 
with a total of 14 points through event nine. And uh, the Kentucky Wildcats come in with 79 points. That's a lot of points. It is a lot for the Thundering Herd to make up, but there are still some events left. Optimism. There you go. Okay. They'll like that over at Sports Information, the optimism that there's still a chance here to come back and possibly make this more competitive. I mean, Kentucky's pretty good. I mean, yeah, ranked 13th in the, yeah. in the country. It's it's hard. Going in as the underdog at Kentucky as well. Home, 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 what would it be? Not home court, not home field. Home pool. Home pool advantage. Home pool. Okay. It's the best I can come up with on That's the good. That works home for pool. Me. It's home pool advantage. Home home diving board advantage. Um, yeah. Home aquatic advantage, something like that. Home water. Home tank. They've <laughs> yeah. got home tank. Oh, it's like an aquarium is what it sounds like. Yeah, they got home tank advantage here. Um, I haven't seen their, uh, their swimming complex. I'm sure it's really nice. I have not either. I've only had the pleasure of seeing the baseball and the soccer complex, and that is very nice. Their soccer complex is really nice? Very nice. They have... Like reclining chairs that, oh. that lean out over the the field, so you okay. can watch the game in like a a box kind of. But it's only for players. So when we were playing them, the women's team was in there, and they had the, the chairs reclining. It was pouring rain, but they were all comfy, drinking hot coffee, doing whatever they wanted in this little box. It was really nice. We need that here. Okay, so does Chris know that, Coach? I'm sorry, Coach Grassy. Let's not, yeah, Coach I, Grassy. I'll start referring to him as Coach Grassy, but he does. He saw it. He saw it as well. Wrote it down in his little notebook. I hope so. It's like that's a good idea. We need that at Marshall for the players. Exactly. How do their facilities? I'm curious. How do their facilities, top to bottom, compare to what is available at Marshall? So Marshall has everything that an athlete needs. Kentucky just has newer stuff because they have SEC money. They win basketball championships, which brings in a lot more money, unfortunately, than soccer championships. So they they can pretty much replenish everything that's used throughout the season. We just reuse the stuff. We don't need nice stuff. We have everything we need. Uh, I think you need nice stuff. But it's not like the stuff that we're using is breaking. It's nice enough to get the job done. They have six-month-old balls. You have... Three seasons worth of, of balls. We get new balls every season. Okay, so the balls are new. I'll be like, it'd be like weightlifting. So the the weights, I'm I'm pretty sure those weights, some of those have been here since Chad Pennington was here. But. Okay, so wow, that not see that's stuff I didn't know. But a twenty pound med ball is always going to be twenty pounds. Okay, they can get a new med ball every year. Probably. All right. And that's what it seemed like. And reclining seats for you to sit just off to the side. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're not playing and you're indoors in a heated area. Okay. So they have just more. Yes. All right. But you're the national champion of 2020. They're not. Nor will they ever be 2020 national champions. No, no. <laughs> They're not the national champion of anything in soccer. Nope. No. Nope. And hopefully they never will be there I consider them rivals, so I can say that on the air. You hope that they uh, can. Well, if they're going to be in the Sun Belt, that's going to be great. I think. That's the next question: is what happens with soccer in the Sun Belt? I have no idea. It's going to be a great conference. I think you're going to bring in most of the teams that don't have a place to go. Kentucky's going to probably move over. 
South Carolina is going to move over, I think. WVU might move over. I think they should. They'll they were going to come to Conference USA, right? Originally, so I don't see why they wouldn't go to the Sun Belt. We play them every year anyway. They yeah. had to stay in the MAC; they'd be okay. But I think they're going to do the Sun Belt as well because it just the MAC did them dirty. I would I would think you would agree the MAC did them dirty, Definitely. and then uh, they didn't get into the tournament. But that's okay because well, you won the national championship and, that year, and I hope WVU. I don't. I don't know if you are a WVU fan. I don't hate them. There's a misnomer because I went to Marshall and I covered the Thundering Herd. There's probably a a misnomer that I hate WVU. And the truth of the matter is, I don't. Because I like a lot of their coaches. You know, I've had interactions with their coaches over the years, and I really like a lot of their personnel, their coaches. Uh, I genuinely like a lot of the fans that support WVU. Uh, some of them give me grief, and that's okay because uh, I'm in on it. Okay, I'm I'm in on it now. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's friendly ribbing. You know, I know that from a lot of, of them, and honestly, it's just um, it's just good to see a positive for the state. You know, looking at the not looking at the yeah, looking more uh, not, not sort of myopic view, but you know. I honestly think that being a native from West Virginia, you know, anything that's positive for the state reflects better upon me and people who live in the state, you know, I'm for. And the fact that the state of West Virginia has some of the best soccer in the nation with WVU, Marshall, you know, not just the Division One level, but across the board, I, I really am not a – I'm not anti-WVU. So that's probably the long way and a convoluted way to say uh, I'm not anti-WVU. Some people are. Some people are probably going to get on me for that, and that's fine. Uh, truth of the matter is, uh, you know, I did a, a show years ago with former Marshall coach Bob Pruitt and former West Virginia coach Don Nealon. Uh, it was a network show on Metro News, and I had a great time talking to Coach Nealon every week. Uh, the times that I've talked to Bob Huggins in person briefly, uh, he's always been very kind, nice to me. Gail Catlett, which was a basketball coach many years at WVU, always pleasant interactions with him. Uh, Rich Rodriguez, former football coach, had a few pleasant interactions with him. You know, So it's not as if these folks are villains. Now, as far as uh, on the soccer pitch, though, oh, yeah, we're, we're going at it. Yeah, I mean, I have a different right. view than you. I you do. don't like WVU. So I can attest that I don't want them to win a championship in anything. That's fair. I don't I'm not from West Virginia, so I didn't get that side of it where it would be a good thing for West Virginia. I know when we won the national championship, it was everyone in West Virginia celebrated it. However, I always want Marshall to be able to hold that over WVU's head because since I've been here, I didn't know the rivalry between WVU Marshall. I only knew Marshall because of the plane crash and the movie. So I only knew WVU was was the University of West Virginia. And coming here, now I know that they consider Marshall the little brother that of West Virginia. Right. And I don't like that. I don't want to be anyone's little brother other than my sisters, right? So I'm glad that we proved to them that we are better than them in something because it doesn't seem like they ever want to admit that we are better than them in anything. That's fair. 
That's fair. From a professional standpoint, I don't have a. I'm not. I'm not in on the fan rivalries. I'm not in on it. If I was just a sole fan, you know, if Marshall's playing WVU, I'm gonna want. If I'm a fan, I'm, I'm rooting for Marshall. I'm I'm pulling for Marshall. If you know, West Virginia is playing Kansas on a Tuesday night, you know, I might tune into that and say, you know, hey, uh, go Mountaineers. I might say that. I might. I was watching when we got eliminated in, in soccer. Right. I was watching WVU's games, but I had a different approach. I was like, I hope, I think it was Tulsa. I hope Tulsa win. I want WVU out because they can't win right after we won. Then we will never hear the end of it. Marshall fans would never hear the end of that. Basketball is a different story. Football is a different story. They always have. They always seem to have better teams. WVU does, but hopefully, in the future, we will be able to compete with WVU. We already compete with them for some recruits, and Marshall wins some and they lose some. That's just how it goes. Yeah, football is going to be a tough hill to climb. Obviously, Definitely. you're not competing just with WVU. You're competing for. Um, you're in the Sun Belt. You're going to be competing against teams in the Sun Belt. You're going to be competing, hopefully, uh, more on a regional, national level. Uh, in soccer, I think Marshall has set a standard. And, of course, yeah, that standard is uh, almost in place as well at WVU with Dan Stratford. A nice guy, by the way. He is nice. Nice guy, except when you have to go up against him. Yeah, his, his players, not so nice. Okay, that's fair. But he, I don't have a problem with coach are you guys like after the is is it after you you face them is it like okay we can be cool with each other again or you're all is it is it more akin to the way the kentucky marshall rivalry is in in soccer for me so it's 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 split because some guys on the team are from west virginia others hang out with the guys that grew up in west virginia so they know for i don't want to throw them under the bus right colin he is from morgantown Right, so he knows all those guys. He grew up with those guys. So after the game and whatnot, he hangs out with them because he knows them. He grew up with them, and I have no problem with that. I don't have a problem with anyone hanging out with him. So the people who are close with Colin will go home sometimes with him, and they'll hang out together. So they know each other off the field, but on the field, they don't care. They want to beat beat them anyway. I don't have any relationship with any of them, so I hate all of them. Okay, it's not it's not true hate though. No, it's yeah, it's, it's professional. It's hate. professional I, I hate. Yeah, it. like yeah, we want to get you guys. Yes, yeah. I I want to hold something over you forever, right? It's, Fair it's enough. It's a rivalry kind of thing, right? Like example, yeah, I personally don't hate anybody from Western Kentucky, but boy, I like seeing Marshall beat them. Yeah, in anything, beat those guys. Yeah, we want to beat. WKU, um, I can hang out with folks from WKU all day. You know, I know people from WKU. I know some of my favorite people are WB, WVU people. In my life, some of my favorite people are WVU uh, grads or fans, supporters, and so they give me the business all the time, and I give it back to them. And it's fun. You know, when it gets personal, though, I think that's when the line is crossed. You guys aren't getting personal with no. each other. You're just getting at each other because, you know, they want to take you down, you want to take them down, and so it makes for fun soccer. Yeah, whenever I was on the field, nothing personal was said between anybody that I know of, not to me at least. So it's all professional rivalry. Yeah, so, and, and that's cool. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's how the fan bases should interact with each other. And that's how any – rivalry should be whenever people are getting hurt or 
anything like that, that's too far. There's no need for that. It's a sport. We're trying to have fun playing it, and we want you guys to have fun watching it. I like it. I like it. Of course, uh, I'll get some grief from those uh, WVU friends of mine. Uh, I have some really professional grief givers that are my friends and some not so professional. So I'll get the whole spectrum here. That's all right. I got your back. I, I got your back in all of this. Good. All right. When we continue, uh, we'll get your phone calls in 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Hey, look, Tony Kemper's tweeting, you know, um, Marshall, number one in Conference USA in assist to turnover ratio. Number one in Conference USA free throw percentage and 13th nationally in turnover margin. That's Marshall women's basketball for you right there in a tweet. That's pretty good stuff. Uh, we'll uh, talk about what's happening with basketball, and we'll talk a little football with you when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Welcome back to your Wednesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.1. Your host, our producer this afternoon, Marshall Soccer standout Ryan Sirk. I'm just going to talk you about Number one soccer player of all Marshall soccerdom. I'll take all the, the credit you want to give me, but it's not all true. Um, Nathan DeSantos. We can give it to him. Yeah. yeah. Chris Grassy comes on the program tomorrow. We'll talk to him. I'll get his evaluation of you. Uh, I mentioned I, uh, I met you a few weeks ago when I met you, and he was, uh, he was very kind. I don't know if that uh, that's going to change now that you're in the room and he can actually um, – Give you grief? I don't know what that relationship's like. We're going to find out. It's coming up tomorrow. I had a meeting with him before I left, and he said, get an internship with Paul Swan. I was like, I'm already after that. Did so he really perfect. say that, or are you saying it to me? I promise. He said that. You can ask him. Get it, Paul. Okay. All right. I like that. We're trying to keep uh, track. See, now that I have a staff here, again, building a staff, it's going to be short-lived because it's only one semester, but I have a staff, and I'm going to take advantage of it. Uh, we're going to try to track the – Transfer portal, we're going to try to track everything coming and going, and so that's going to be one of Ryan's jobs is to track every day what's on the transfer portal as far as news. And we have a new commit for the Thundering Herd, uh, Isaiah Gibson, uh, defensive lineman from Springfield, Ohio, so new commit there. Uh, Also some Marshall News, former Thundering Herd running back Brendan Knox signs with the Chiefs. That's a... That's going to come back and haunt him when the Bengals take him on. I mean, I'm just saying. If the Bengals don't win, then I hope he he wins a ring, or the Cardinals win a ring. It's, it's got to be. I got to have some support for the Cardinals. Okay, some support, some support. See now, when we speak about hate, uh, when it comes to the pro level, uh, oh, I I dispense the hate. College level, you know, I'm not a I'm not that much of a you know because you know you're you're a student athlete, man. I'm not gonna yeah. you know. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't need Paul Swan hating on you because you you missed a P, a PK or something. I just got an F in algebra. Give me a break, Paul. I got other stuff on my mind. Right, right. <laughs> See, yeah, you don't need that. But hey, Joe Burrow, man, you miss that. The uh, let me rephrase that. Andy Dalton, you throw another interception, man. <laughs> I'm not taking it easy on you. You're getting paid for this stuff now, so yeah. You difference. have nothing else to do all day but throw the football. Exactly. See, 
We have other stuff going on. I'm in the studio with you. I can't be kicking a ball all day, every day. I've mellowed, man. As a, as I've as I've done this, I've mellowed. You, you missed a PK, man. I've been calling for you. It's like get get Cirque out of there. I mean, it would have been done. That would have been a game. Get that guy out of there. He's killing the herd. Get him out of there. Has no business on the pitch. Now it's like, man, look, can you go out there and kick that? Yeah, see, I've mellowed. That's good. I've That's mellowed good. completely. Uh, Paul Tyson. Why is this a name we should talk about? He enters the transfer portal. He's a quarterback from Alabama, and he's also the great-grandson of Paul Bear Bryant. He's in the transfer portal. Who do we know that also had some time in Alabama? Who do we know? Maybe someone, uh, Coach Huff? Coach Huff. You think Coach Huff is on the phone looking for a quarterback, right? Wouldn't it be cool if the great-grandson of Bear Bryant was your quarterback for a semester, a year, a season, whatever, however long you guys get now. I mean, I've lost track with your super seniors and extra years. COVID years. We have so many yeah, years Yeah, he's now. a COVID freshman. So <laughs> there you go. There's a name maybe. Just keep that keep that one to your um, to yourself there. Maybe you see that happen. I don't know. Because we got kids that are getting into the transfer portal and then – that's opening up some spots here. So if you're worried about how many roster spots are going to be available for all the talent coming in, uh, maybe you're hitting the transfer portal as you transition into new conference. Yeah, maybe there's some questions there to be asked as far as how how the transfer portal is benefiting and not benefiting the thundering herd. Maybe you're seeing a lot of young men who are announcing that maybe because I've seen this is all anecdotal. On social media, like, okay, I really didn't recognize him or remember him on the football team. You know, player announces entering the transfer portal, and that might be something to keep in mind. You know, are real conversations being had? Like, look, you know, we're going to support you, but you're not going to maybe have a place here. I don't think um, other sports that happens as much as maybe football because you got so many, there's such a huge influx here. Definitely. I mean, you, a lot of teams have like five running backs. You don't and, need five. And you never know. Like, a lot of those guys could be real, really good. It's just they're on number five on the depth chart. They never get a chance. And then when they do transfer, then you you realize, oh, he was at Marshall, and we never didn't play him. It's because he was sitting behind Brendan Knox, for example, senior. You're not going to bench a senior for a freshman. And then he didn't want to bide his time, so he, he left. That happens a lot in football, like you mentioned. It doesn't really happen in soccer. That's what no. I know. Or basketball, you play a lot as a freshman. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I'm sitting. You could be almost as good as the starter for Alabama, but you're sitting because you're not as good as the starter for Alabama. But you're probably better than 90% of the quarterbacks that are out there, but you're sitting. Yeah, because so you're, you at, play. you're at Alabama. You're, you're sitting behind Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy winner. It happens. Voted for him, by the way. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Voted for him. I voted him number one. And it, it worked out. Yeah. Your, your vote gave him the highest vote. I, I like to think that's true. It's not, but it, I like to think that's true. Uh, I don't know. I just feel good every time I, I correctly pick. It's, it's like I'm competing with myself. Like can I, I'm voting for who, whom I think is the best player out there, but also I hope they win the Heisman so I look good. And then everyone agrees with you, and you're like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that was a good really pick, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I don't want to have that year where I pick someone and then it's like, what were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. And that's going to happen anyway, but I, I want to have at least something to back it up. So keep that in mind. Uh, Paul Tyson, great-grandson of Paul Bear Bryant, um, coming to a herd football team near you. You know, I'm just going to – we're just putting it out there. Let you guys talk about that. When we continue, uh, we'll get you set for Marshall basketball. Men and women coming up tomorrow. We'll talk about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Let's get you caught up on what's happening tomorrow. We've got Marshall soccer coach Chris Grassy joining us on the program. We've also got thundering her basketball action tomorrow. The men are taking on North Texas. That'll be 7 o'clock at the Cam Henderson Center. We go on the air at 6 o'clock, beginning with our pregame coverage here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Thundering Herd 7 and 8, needing wins in Conference USA. North Texas comes into this contest 9 and 4, 2 and 1 in league play. Marshall's yet to win a conference game. Marshall losing to FAU 90 to 77 on Saturday at the Henderson Center. So two more games at home for the Thundering Herd before the road trip begins. Speaking of road trips, the women on the road taking on, believe it or not, North Texas. Like how that works. Marshall leads the overall series in this one, seven and five on the women's side. Uh, expect a big game again, hopefully, from Savannah Wheeler. Looking forward to, to hearing what um, Coach has to say about her after the game because if she has another Savannah Wheeler-like performance and the way this team's been playing, uh, she is going to get to 1,000 really quick. I think, what, a couple more games for her? Possibly able to uh, get that mark. Uh, she's climbing up the list. I don't think anyone reaches Karen Pelfrey, but she's climbing up the list. She's going to be one of the all-time greats when it's all said and done at Marshall. And, of course, uh, the women are on the road. That game is going to be on the student station at Marshall, 88.1 FM WMUL. So you can flip back and forth and keep an eye on the women's game. And, of course, you can – well, if you're watching it or listening to it, you can – you know, keep the radio side on here. Listen to the Marshall game if you're not going to the Henderson Center tomorrow. Or if you're going to the Henderson Center, take your radio with you. Whatever you need to do, hopefully you'll keep it locked with us right here. Again, on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog. Uh, other than that, I think that's pretty close to everything that's going on today. We're um, going to have... A little bit more comprehensive preview of Marshall's action tomorrow on the basketball court. Uh, we'll talk soccer with Chris Grassy. Uh, ever since um, Ryan Sirk joined the program, we've talked more soccer. Uh, it's your fault. We're we're focusing a lot this week on Marshall's soccer. I mean, it's like you planned it this way. You planned your internship right around this time, the Super Draft. I wanted to, I guess, show off the team a little bit. That's why I exactly did that, to talk about them on the radio. It's like, when when can I start? Hey, I'll tell you what. I'll start on Monday. Monday the 9th. Okay. All right. We'll do that. Just so happened that it was uh, well, the Well, actually, 11th. I'm sorry. I messed up Monday the 10th. Oh, yeah. And then the Super Draft the 11th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I messed up. Monday the 9th. I should look at the calendar more often. Yeah. Monday the something. Monday the something here. I'm having a COVID year as well. 
Yeah. It all kind of blends together. And then it's New Year's. Oh, it's all good. Let me tell you the uh, the first uh, first few months of it when we had nothing, everything shut down, um, and a lot of businesses closed. We didn't. I'm in here every day, just trying to come up with things to talk about. Hey, I'm sure a lot of people were listening. I, I hope so. Because I hope so. I was trying to find anything I could talk about at five o'clock with no games to talk about. Nothing. No basketball, no football, no hockey, no baseball, nothing. Just me, the microphone, and whatever I could come up with. And yeah, I'm talking about, okay, hey, here's another staff cutting today. This athletic department's cutting this because of the pandemic and this and that. Um, thankfully, we got through that part of it at least. You could have had some virtual things that you're talking about. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it, there's... It was definitely probably very hard for you because nothing going on is very hard to talk about anything. I found out the, what the, a lot of the coaches were doing with their Zoom time with their players. Uh, they had uh, Ari Agnes. She had a lot of uh, things going on. It was like it was like she was planning activity days for her. Did the coach do that during the the COVID time? Did you have activity days or something like that, or just like eh, I'll talk to you next week? No. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty much our own thing we would practice an hour every day and then weekends off okay not too bad all right that's gonna do it for this edition thanks to our producer ryan cirk i'm paul swan back tomorrow we got marshall basketball coming up as well so looking forward to that thundering herd taking on north texas we'll have all that coverage for you right here on espn 94.1 at am 9 30 have a great night everyone Huntington W231BS Huntington broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 at AM 930.